4: Here we go. It is Follow the Money on v the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Matt Humans, in for Pauly today. We're live in downtown Las Vegas. Circa Resort Casino is your spot with a uh, uh, an action-packed show lined up today. Aaron Renning, professional sports better on the program in 45 minutes. We'll talk NBA with him. I know he had a winner last night with the under in the Lakers-Suns game. Brad Powers, college football win totals in an hour. Big weekend in soccer. Nigel Seeley is going to join the program a little bit later on, and Teddy Greenstein from PointsBet will be on the program as well. You know, this is like the, uh, well, the first biggest holiday weekend of the entire year, Matt. And for, you know, I've been out here, we've each been out here for about, you know, 20 years now. Yeah. And Memorial Day weekend is like always, well, it has been like anyway, a very big like springboard weekend for Las Vegas. Hey, every casino is going to have a big opening act. And we're going to come out and see this comedian or this band or whatever. I think, uh, when I, when I first moved here, like guys like Bill Cosby were selling out rooms, believe it or not. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, David Spade was huge. Come see Paris Hilton at this nightclub. No, thanks. And now, I mean, I had no interest back then. Now I probably couldn't even <laughs> tell you who any of these people are that come out here.
3: Bill Cosby's not going to be back.
4: No, no. He's not <clears throat> performing anytime
3: soon. Uh, I always look forward to this weekend. Uh, it's I actually think the first holiday weekend of the year is Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, yeah. And then the second holiday weekend is the first week of the NCAA tournament. And then this, uh, you get to uh, weekends like this that are great. I'll probably be at Circa quite a bit this uh, this weekend. Also going to play golf three days in a row. The, three days oh, in a row? Yeah, looks like the weather's going to be perfect. Going out with uh, Brady Cannon, uh, a couple other guys from v Sin today to play at the Red Rock Country Club. Then we're, I uh, got plans to play Saturday and Sunday as well. So it's a big golf weekend, Mitch, and um, hang out at Circa, watch some games, bet some games, and uh, have a few drinks. Very cool. Um, Not going to see any shows.
4: No, no, no. No. Same here. I'm going to go to a show tonight. I'm going to go to the Golden Knights game.
3: you going with Derek?
4: Yeah. Derek gave us the invite yesterday, so we're going to go check that game out. Uh, I do know a bunch of people. And, you know, for for pros, I think I talked about this on the show earlier this week, but for, like, guys like Paul Stone... Uh, Brad Power's coming on a little bit later on. Like, they live, breathe, sleep college football. So they're doing mm-hmm. this year-round. Yeah. I do know a bunch of other, you know, handicappers and, you know, pros who, like, this is their first weekend where they really start to dive in. they hit it hardcore for college football on Memorial Day weekend.
3: Can you take the weekend off and have a good time and then start to hit college football after the weekend? Yeah, see, that's
4: what yeah. I would probably do. Yeah. Like, take it easy. You get the extended day here. You get Monday off. You
3: have plenty of time before the season kicks off.
4: Sure, sure. Go back and enjoy it. And, uh, like, usually, like, on Monday, well, this weekend, too, was, like, a big weekend for the Western and Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA. And we'd find out who's going to be playing in the NBA Finals Mm -hmm. then. Yeah. Not too long after this. But now, because of the schedule being pushed back, we're still early on in these uh, first round of games. And we had some results last night. Uh, I can't wait to talk about the Miami game.
3: I can. I can. Do we have to talk about it? (laughs)
4: Coming up in about two minutes. Uh, That was just as bad as it gets, man. It really was. And then, for those of you who maybe went to bed early last night on the East Coast and you may have missed it, I don't know where this one ranks, but we're talking about making like end-of-year lists. This beat in the Portland-Denver game last night might make the the end-of-the-year list for overall bad beats in the NBA. Oh, it was excruciating, and we'll give you details on that coming up next.
6: This is Brent Musburger, and here is your v Sin action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The Vegas Golden Knights hosting the Minnesota Wild in Game 7 of their West Division first-round series today. Vegas up three games to one of the series. that dropped two straight after Cam Talbot made 23 saves at a 3-0 win in Game 6 to force Game 7. Vegas laying $1.75 as a favorite. Minnesota plus 155 underdogs, five over the total. NBA playoff action today, Hawks saying four against the Knicks. Brooklyn a seven and a half point favorite at Boston. Clippers a two point road favorite at Dallas. Major League Baseball, Garrett Cole on the mound for the New York Yankees. They're a $2.40 favorite at Detroit, seven under the total. These experts are getting ready for the NBA and the NHL playoffs. Andy McNeil, our hockey expert, will give you all the analysis on the ice while our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Vontobel gives you all the information you need to bet and win to the NBA. Sign up now for your free 10-day trial at vcin.com slash subscribe. With your action update, I'm Mike Sennett. Get the latest Vsin odds at VSIN.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. It's time
4: to follow the money. With your hosts, Mitch Moss and Holly Howard. It's good to have you on board. And if you miss any part of the show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out the free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line. With VSIN Best Bets, download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever. You get your podcast. So I know that we were both on uh, the Heat last night. We bet him in uh, you know various ways. I had I had the Heat, minus one for the first quarter, mm. minus one for the first half. I think you were on, what, first quarter and for the game?
3: Yeah, I split the unit, first quarter, uh, half unit, first quarter, half unit game. Uh, full disclosure, the worst bet I've made in a month. And uh, I watched it until it was 26-14. I stopped watching and did not watch. Uh, another second of the game. I couldn't take it. It was it was brutal. Oh. I can't believe how horribly the Heat played in the first quarter of that game, and I kept saying, well, Jimmy Butler's going to bounce back. He's going to play a lot But J- Butler actually played well in the first quarter. He did. He did. Nobody else did. Nobody else could make a shot, and uh, Miami was a, a complete bust last night. I had a little three-game betting win streak going in the NBA. That went up in flames last night with the Heat. Bitch. That, uh, was, that, that was embarrassing.
4: You know, it reminded me of the Edmonton Oilers against the Winnipeg Jets yeah. in their uh, first round. But I would say last night was worse. At least Edmonton had a 4-1 lead yeah. in Game 3 before they actually fell apart and blew it. And the Heat, though, you're the defending Eastern Conference champions. Yeah. You've been like this the entire year. You're down 0-2. You almost beat them in Game 1. You live in South Beach. Normally teams go down there and they have like the Miami flu or call it whatever you want. Go hit the beach already. I mean, that, why would you even show up for game four? I don't, right? Was, I don't know. Right? That was disgusting last night. And, and I know people are going to say, well, you don't, you can't just bet the zigzag theory every single time. I Throw that out the window last night. Their effort, their, their shot making wasn't very good. And I would tell you that, that the uh, Bucks defense was solid, of course, across the board. But their effort, it did not look like a team that was down 0-2 and had to have a game. Their effort was pathetic. It looked like a Wednesday night in January for the Heat last night.
3: There's no explanation for it. You know, I talked with Aaron Renning about this on uh, the My Guys show yesterday afternoon, and you know, we we're saying you have to trust the spot. Home team down two games in the series. This is a team that went to the NBA Finals last year. Yeah, uh, well coached team by Eric. Very Spolstra. much so. Yes, you got veterans who uh, who are winners, and they show up and give a losing effort right off the uh, right off the bat last night. It's, it's kind of hard to explain how that could happen, but. Hey, man, as far as the zigzag goes, and I saw some people who are probably relatively new to sports betting saying sure. it's a square angle. You can't play it. This is not something new. The zigzag no. goes back 30, however many years you want to say. Right. And uh, it, it's popular because it's been successful. It's not going to work every time. Sure. It's not necessarily a square angle. You've got to pick your spots. And uh, I won a couple bets last week playing that angle or past few days. It uh, did not work with the Heat. It's not going to work every time. I no, did not, it's... fortunately, did not bet the Clippers a couple days ago. Those who tried that with the Clips, who lost game one, got burned pretty bad in game two. No but doubt. You're not going to play it in every series and every, every, every potential spot.
4: No, here's my biggest problem with the game last night. And yeah, it's not going to be 100%. But I would ask anybody, like who's watched the NBA over the last 20 years, did it look to you like that team was down 0-2 in the first quarter? No, not to me, and that's why that's why it's been so effective with that zigzag uh, kind of betting style over the years is because when you watch the team, guess what? The crowd's on fire; they're going absolutely nuts. Hey, we're down 0-2. You got to have us tonight. We're waving the flags, right? And they come out and they play stifling defense out of the gates, and uh, the teams, the t- uh, the opposing team is putting up bad shots, and you come down, you hit a couple of threes, you get some momentum on the fast break. Like you need the game. You come out and put them away in the first quarter. Yeah they had none of that last night. Nope. They were it looked like they were completely out of gas. Now the Bucks are laying 4 and I would, how would you want to go to the window or fire up the app today and say, yeah, "Give me the heat. I have confidence in them now in game 4." No Man, they they've lost the last two by 60 plus. And this team was getting blown out at halftime. They they lost the third quarter by 13 points. They lost the fourth quarter by 3 points.
3: You know, even uh, after watching the first quarter, I said, this team's dead tonight. I, I give up. The Heat have lost, by the way, there it is. The last two games, by combined, 63 points. Ugh. I think that's the largest margin in a two-game losing span in franchise history for the Heat, right? How do you explain yeah. that? Uh, uh, anyway, for anybody who was chasing, uh, you, you just can't do it. I, I saw enough early in that game last night say, this team's dead. I give up. Oh, sure. And sometimes you give up and think, okay, if I give up and stop watching, maybe they'll make a comeback. I gave up completely. They just didn't have it last night. Yeah,
4: it was time to tap out early in that game. Yeah. You knew that they weren't going to have it. And here's the... So the Lakers won, and they covered. By the way, side note, that's now 11 straight games for Chris Paul in the playoffs, where Scott Foster has been on the game as a referee, and Chris Paul's teams have lost.
3: Uh, I've, I've never heard anything about Scott Foster that, that would make you think uh, <laughs> something suspicious is happening. Oh, okay, this is good, by the way. Uh-huh. I, I like this. I
4: like now players are like kind of... I don't know. If, I'm not gonna if say that he's embracing gambling or whatever, but this is Chris Paul after the game, acknowledging like, look, guys, this is now 11 straight with this guy uh, on my games.
1: Are competing. We got to try to, you know, limit uh, their free throw attempts. Um, you know, they're shooting a lot of free throws uh, last game tonight. And, I mean, if I was a betting man, 11, 11 games in a row.
3: 11 games in a row. Yep. If, if he was a betting man, he would have bet on the Lakers last night. You think Adam Silver likes
4: it, that his players? Oh, he, he is, hates it. No. You know what, Donald, um, David Stern would have been like? David Spurn probably would have had a $200,000 fine levied towards uh, Chris Paul last night already.
3: Right? Uh, Sure. At least but Silver's been more open. There were to a lot kind of fishy of things that happened under David Stern's watch in the NBA, too. Uh-huh. Yeah.
4: Very much so. But Adam Silver has been, you know, he wants to, he loves soccer. He's embracing, like, what the Premier League has done and other soccer leagues. He wants to do this playing tournament all the time. You know, they've accepted gambling. They like the idea of it. They're getting in, you know, in bed with a bunch of uh, companies. But Chris Paul last night, like, these players don't forget. Like, he knew after the game that it's 11 straight. Do you think he was told that, or do you think Chris Paul knew that going into the game?
3: Uh, he might have known that. I mean, he's a highly intelligent guy yes, who right. pays attention to detail. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that, uh, you know, he's, it's not lost on him that, uh, every time Scott Foster officiates, he loses a game. Look, these guys know the, the history of Scott Foster too. Sure. It's a checkered history and they're well aware of it as players. Anthony Davis has made a parade to the free throw line here in the past couple of days. And the Lakers shot 30 free throws last night. I'm not saying that's a difference in the game. Uh, Really, I think the difference in this series is probably going to end up being that Chris Paul can't be Chris Paul. Yep, and he's not fully healthy. So,
4: and Jay Crowder is now two of twenty from downtown. So, like the yeah. supporting cast really has to step up for the Suns here. And I think uh, a lot of people are looking back. For those, did you get down on Lakers
3: series price? I did even money after. There game you go. One. Yeah. yeah.
4: Okay, that's right. That's what you said yesterday. And I know other people who got down at uh, around that same number or minus one hundred five or whatever. Yeah, I'm regretting that one. I missed the price by the time it moved to like 120 before game two. I said, no, nah, I'm not going to bet a dollar 20 when even money or dollar five was out there. And yeah. here you go; they're up two games to one, and they have game four, of might course,
3: back at Staples. Might as well make the price minus 1500 now.
4: Yep, can't see the Suns coming back nah, from this one. Suns not
3: going to come back and win the no. series.
4: And, and here was your here was your big boy from last night in the other game. Nice job by the Nuggets going to Portland and winning game three, taking a two one series lead now. But if you think about this, the second half total in the game. Was 111. 111, right? They combined for 40 points in the third quarter, Matt. The score was 111 to 103 with 43 seconds left. They combined to score 21 points in the final 43 seconds to go over the second half total of 111, and it landed exactly at 112. This is when Monte Morris was at the free throw line with three seconds left. He missed the first. So for those of you on the under, you still had life. Uh-huh. He missed the second. The MVP gets the rebound and the oh yeah, and the putback just for good measure, <laughs> and the Nuggets win. And that second half total lands 112 when the total was 111. That 21 points in the final 43 seconds. You got to be kidding me.
3: You see a lot of things in this business. I've seen that happen before. You know, in college hoops games. Uh, there was a college game, I bet, under the total last year that had something like 25 points scored in the last 45 seconds. You know, free throws yeah. and threes. It doesn't happen often, but when it happens, um, it's sick, especially if you're on that side. I did not have any action on the game. I just me neither. Me, me saw yeah. some people on Twitter last night uh, crying about it. But, hey, man, you're going to get some you – you bet totals. I, I say this all the time. You're asking for trouble in terms of bad beats because you're going to get some bad beats with sides. Yeah. But if you're betting totals all the time, first-half totals, second-half totals, game totals, you're going to get some sick beats. You really are. And anybody who bets totals, and Aaron Renning is a a big totals better in the NBA. And he he obviously wins a lot more than he loses. But he'll tell you, too, you're going to take some really brutal beats when you bet that many totals.
4: I mean, again, they scored. Each team had 20 points in the third quarter. Then they each scored 36 in the fourth quarter to go over by a point. I mean, it's just its you get amazing. You those late-game
3: situations with three-pointers. You know, Willard knocks down a couple threes. You get fouls and free throws. Those points can add up fast in the final minute. Yep, sure. Um, also yesterday, nice job, Canadians. They were uh,
4: big plus money getting the win in overtime against the Maple Leafs. Blew a 3 nothing lead but hung on to win. And the uh, Hurricanes finished off the Predators in overtime. Both games went to overtime. And uh, now I know that uh, Rich who lives in uh, Canada, has been telling us about this now, going back to the start of the NHL playoffs. He bets every game to go to overtime, Matt, every single year. And this year it's one of those magical seasons. Mm -hmm. He lost, he dumped three units back Wednesday, but he, he got it all back and then some last night. And the prices are coming down a little bit, maybe a little bit below $3 now in these games to go to overtime. But you're up now over 22 units betting every game to go overtime in the NHL playoffs. How about that?
3: Smart system, man. I love it. Yep. I, I have not been betting that, but uh, I, I'm not going to argue with him. That's uh, that's obviously very profitable angle.
4: Yep. So you, after you did the mm-hmm. show with me yesterday, you also did my guys in the desert, which is at five Eastern, two Pacific, right here on Veasan. By that time, when you were on the air mm-hmm. with Aaron Renning,
3: that play from the Pirates against the Cubs had already happened. Yeah, I actually got home from the show. You know, as you know, when you get home from the show in the morning, you're kind of wired a little bit. You can't go straight to sleep. Working on some stuff. Took a nap for about an hour and a half. I woke up, and the first thing I see on Twitter is the highlight of the Pirates-Cubs play. (laughs) The bad news, Bucks. That, and I'm
4: sure, I mean, for those of you who missed it, to even explain a play like this, there are two outs. Yeah. There's a runner, runner on second. Javi Baez hits one to the left side of the infield. They throw it over to first. It's a bad throw. The guy then, Baez says, oh, I'm going to stop, and he starts running back towards home It's a 4 out play, right? He starts running back towards home plate. The first baseman starts to chase him towards okay. home
3: plate. Okay, stop there. Yeah. It's two outs. Yes. The throw is uh, like two steps off first base. Fair, yeah. Turn around and step on first base. Yes, what is he doing chasing Baez back to uh, home plate? I have no explanation That's for something that. a little leaguer, maybe a little leaguer would make that mistake once and never make the mistake again. Yeah, absolutely two right. Outs. Yep, yep. How does a major leaguer make that? Will Craig was the first baseman for the Pirates. That's one of the, now, I don't want to get into hyperbole, but I think that is one of the 10 dumbest plays I've seen in the history of baseball since I've been watching. Uh,
4: everybody was saying this yesterday, yeah. how bad it was. That That is not hyperbole. That's not hyperbolic. Yeah. It really isn't. I mean, that's one of that that guy should have a Pete Rose like blackball thrown down. He should be blackballed from baseball after that dumb of a play. And then, and then here's the beautiful part: Baez keeps running back towards home plate, and then Craig gets close to him, and the guy's round. He he was rounding third. He's close to home. He's like, oh, okay. I'm just going to throw it to the catcher here. We can maybe tag him Mm -hmm. out then. And then throws it to him. He's safe. Baez, by the way, goes, I'm ah, safe. And then he's like, oh, i got to take off. And he runs towards first. Mm-hmm. If nobody's covering first, they throw it. It goes into the outfield. Baez takes off to second base.
3: Play the Bad it, News Bears theme song. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. You, you just don't see stuff like that at the major league level. By the way, the uh, Pirates also allowed a run in the ninth inning and lost by two. If so, if you took them plus one and a half. Yeah,
4: that yeah. and that put the game over seven and a half.
3: Oh, it did, yeah. So a final right. score of yeah. five to yeah. three. Yeah.
4: Uh, There was another game, and I like Chris Felica's tweet on this as well. The Brewers and the Padres went to extra innings. And uh, as the Padres were batting, you know, you get that guy on second base. Eventually, uh, Tatis came to the plate. I think they had two outs when Tatis came to the plate. And the Brewers intentionally walked him. And then they got uh, the next hitter um, was out. And so they survived. They go to the bottom of the 10th. And what did the Brewers do in the bottom of the 10th with a guy in second base? Sack bunt, put the guy in third, one yeah. out. As Felika says on Twitter, right? This is what you're supposed to do, and it's really not that hard. Everybody else in Major League Baseball should probably start paying attention to doing the same exact thing. Yeah, that, that that's exactly how you play well, it. Right that's there. the way
3: you're supposed to play it. Ideally, that's the way you would play extras. And uh, I would, if, if you, here's the thing: if if you got a guy like Tatis at the plate, walk him every time. Yeah, and then you set up the double play potential, mm-hmm. and uh, you could get out of the inning a lot easier. And what if you have a guy who's a, a light hitter at the plate leading off? Are you going to walk him every time? I mean, if it's a guy who's hitting 147? Right. Because you got a lot of weak hitters in National League lineups. Yeah, so you really do. Is, would you walk him every time?
4: I don't think it's automatic, yeah. but I think when you play it by ear and you know that Tatis has been scorching hot you gotta the You've got to walk the guy like
3: Tatis. There's yeah. no doubt about it. So, yeah, they played it the right way. And I also think the second point he made about sack bunt, you got to get the runner to third is correct as well. And you almost never see teams do that. No, I know. No, Hey, Mike Palm went off yesterday, and I know hyperbole about this uh, extra innings rule. I don't hate it, like some baseball purists do. I, I really don't hate it. Yeah, it's a little gimmicky and uh, kind of clownish. I would say this. How about play play one real extra inning? Like the 10th inning, just play a normal inning. And if the game's still tied, then start the 11th with a runner then on Then you second. do it. Well, I, I, I really don't want to watch 15 or 17 any oh, games. Do I. I, I, don't, I don't hate this new rule. And, uh, you know, I, I lean more towards the baseball purist side, too. But yeah, I don't, for some reason, since this, this hasn't bothered me that much in the past year. You know
4: who it's bothered a lot is people who bet, like, totals in games. Because yeah. you, you can go to extras in a 1-1 game, and the next thing you know, it might be 8-7 at the final. There's no
3: question. We but also you, saw bad beats before in the old rules. On totals and extra innings. Yeah. It can happen both ways. But, yeah, there's it's definitely more volatile this way with Totals.
4: Yep. Uh, a quick look at today's Major League <clears throat> Baseball card is up next. Uh, this starting pitcher has been terrible. Really bad numbers his last three starts. It's the guy we expected all along. What's the best way to approach his start today? We'll kick it around coming up next. No not wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers new feature Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, get 250 bucks in a match bonus, fastest payouts, and only one-time play through at BetRivers, your hometown. Sportsbook, offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Also available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And the offer is not valid in the state of Iowa. One other thing stemming from that uh, Cubs-Pirates game yesterday. Uh, this kind of took off, this photo. And we talk about this all the time. Like this... People in public not wearing their shoes or socks—disgusting. We're all animals. I can't wait to see how bad it's going to be after being locked up in a, in a, you know, for a year because of the pandemic. But this this guy was at the Cubs game yesterday in Pittsburgh, and uh, this is a—I think this is a triple whammy here. Take a peek at this fella. I mean, not only are the dogs barking, he's got him resting over two different seats. Thank God nobody's close to him. Then he's also got the shirt off, taking in some sun. Wow, pal! Enjoy yourself. Have a day.
3: Yeah, I could do without seeing that photo. Okay, right. that, that's definitely not the type of guy you want to be sitting anywhere near no. at the stadium for that. That's for sure. God no. I'm hoping he has pants on because you can't even see you can't that. It looks like yeah, looks like he's a streaker. I know we're on in
4: Pittsburgh. What what is happening there?
3: Who's this guy? Bad week in Pittsburgh, by the way. The goalie for the Penguins, oh. the first baseman for the Pirates. Wow. Boy,
4: that's yeah. you're right, absolutely. Um So today, talking about the the guy who's been really bad, he was actually, Matt Harvey was solid to begin the year,
3: right? He he actually had a few respectable starts, yes.
4: And he was, I think, probably last week of April, he was on the top five ROI list in baseball, believe it or not. shocking, yeah. So, but now are we finally starting to see, like, maybe the real Matt Harvey emerging again? Matt, in his uh, last three starts, 10.2, well, 10 and two-thirds innings pitched, the slash line For opposing lineups, 444, 466, 741. Ooh, only three home runs, but 18 earned runs. His ERA is 15-plus. The FIP, way down, though, at 5.57, so much better than the ERA. The Ks are all right. Walks, 2.5 per nine. Whip, 2.53, which is ungodly. And a BABIP, you know, some bad luck here with the 500 batting percentage of balls in play, but... It's probably somewhere in between. Like like he's not very good anymore, Mm -hmm. but he's not nearly as as good as he was in the first month of the season.
3: No, the Orioles are sending Matt Harvey out there and hoping that maybe at some point, um, you know, the the light goes on for him, or uh, he he can recapture some of the form he had with the Mets years ago. It's not going to happen, and uh, he's been a bet against guy for the most part. And I I don't think that Harvey's got much. uh, much good baseball left in him. Uh, he did have that s- stretch there. I bet against him a couple times early in the season. I uh, just kind of jumped off the anti-Harvey t- uh, train. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, he had a few respectable starts, so I backed away. Uh, but I still think Harvey is going to be a bet against guy. There's, there's no question about it. And Baltimore is just trying to – they're hoping they could salvage something with him because what do the Orioles have to lose, right? Right, right. Taking right. a shot with a guy and hoping it's a great comeback story. It's not going to be a great comeback story. Uh, more often than not, he's going to be a bet against guy. And you would look at this game tonight: Orioles, White Sox, Dallas Keuchel going for uh, the White Sox. And the only way I could play this would be over the total or lay the uh, lay the one and a half with the White Sox on the run line at like mi- minus one fifteen. Yeah, I just cannot get behind betting Matt Harvey. I couldn't recommend it.
4: No, neither could I. And maybe if you could find like a. Uh... You know, first five team total on the White Sox. Yeah. A team total overall for the game for the White Sox. The Orioles have lost 10 straight. Here we go. And by the way, it's not even the longest losing streak in baseball, which is just startling to me. The D-backs. The Diamondbacks have now lost 11 straight games.
3: Well, they're, oh, they're playing mama. poor fundamental baseball. Pitching's been poor. Can't get timely hitting. That adds up to a losing streak in baseball.
4: Yep. I would actually... Uh, I have not seen the number yet. I'm guessing it's going to be 9.5, probably juice to the over, but I would... Uh, look at anyway to find out what it is if it's not too bad for Garrett Cole to go over a strikeout prop today against the Tigers because the Tigers strike out a ton as we all know and Cole's numbers are just insane and he's like minus money at uh, a bunch of shops that I've seen to win the American League saw Young mm-hmm. the total in the game is seven actually Mize it, like his overall numbers are not tremendous but he's one he happens to be what top five ROI right now in terms of all pitchers in baseball
3: mm-hmm. Garrett Cole, by the way, did not pitch well against the Rangers on the road last week. Uh-huh. So
4: get a plus price there. Nice totally different the situation
3: Tigers. here, though, against the Tigers. You yeah. would think he's gonna mow down the Tigers pretty
4: I, I don't. I don't think the lineup's gonna offer much today for uh, Detroit, to be honest. Uh, we will get into the three NBA playoff games that we have coming up tonight. I'll throw some stats at you. It's only eight games, but when you're processing these numbers, you have to ask yourself how are they going to stop them? third and final leg of the Triple Crown is around the corner and First Bet is the perfect place to start your betting action. Sign up now and you're going to get analysis and wagering on every race and AI-assisted picks, secure payments, attentive customer service, and a reliable website. And to celebrate Belmont Stakes, First Bet is giving $20 in free bets for all new users who sign up now through June 5th using the promo code VEGAS20. Also, everyone who redeems this $20 free bet. Offer will uh, receive full access to VSIN subscription products for free. Go to VSIN.com slash horses for details. That's VSIN.com slash horses and use the promo code Vegas20. So, NBA action tonight. We'll talk about it coming up with uh, Aaron Running, who's uh, great on this sport in about 15 minutes, Matt. Three games on the docket. The late one uh, is uh, Clippers at the Mavericks and it's been a really bad showing so far for the Clippers in their first two games they have no answer for Luka and this Mavericks offense and when you look at this and again I, I, it's only been 8 games right but those are all of Luka's playoff games in his career so far if you go back to the bubble last year when mm-hmm. the Clippers had no answer then look at some of these numbers in, in in all of the individual games against the Clippers going back to last year i mean 42 7 and 9 28 8 and 7. The 13 10 and 10 was an off game. 43 17 and 13. And it just the, the list is amazing. He's averaging 32 10 and 9 in eight games on 50% shooting. They have not been able to slow this guy down. Oh, look at the last him. two games. Oh, look that, at that. I mean sick.
3: seventy points, and then he's got 17 and 18. What's that? Uh rebounds? Rebounds and assists, yeah. 17 rebounds, eighteen assists. And his worst game on that list was a triple double. Yes, think about that. I'm not shocked, considering he's facing stellar defensive coaches like Doc Rivers and Tyron Lue. Seriously, they they got to they got to find a way to uh, slow him down. Patrick Beverly is not able to do it. Uh, what? How would you defend him? Doc, and, you know what I would do. I Doc would... and Lou
4: have no, had no clue. I would look at game film of what uh, the Suns recently did against Steph Curry, and there was another team in there as well. It might have been the Lakers in the first half of the playing game against Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. I would double team him as soon as he passes half court. Yeah. And now the other players have stepped up, like this Tim Hardaway prop of going over his three pointers has been gold. Um, but he's had a good series so far. But is, is, he, is a guy like Hardaway and the others going to have, like, a terrific series the entire time? I would take my chances with that right. and then not allow Luka to just kill me and do whatever he wants in the yeah, offense. You
3: have, you have to. I always say the same thing about Curry. you got to double him, make him give up the ball, make somebody else beat you. And actually, uh, early in that Warriors-Lakers game in the play-in tournament, the, the Warriors had guys knocking down threes, and they built a lead, yeah. and things were going well. Uh, but that's the way you have to play it. Now, it's all obviously easier said than done because Luke is a tough guy, too. Of contend. course, yes. But the Clippers are have have the man defenders to do it. You've got Kawhi, you got PG, and Patrick Beverly's a really good defender. Now, he's not able to handle Luka, but you got to find a better way to defend the, the screen and roll. They haven't done a very good job with that. Uh, I mean, you're talking about Kawhi Leonard's the one guy in the league who we've, we've said for the last five, seven, eight years, is can he can uh, frustrate LeBron. Right? That's one guy who can kind of uh, contain LeBron. You going to tell me you can't do it to Luka?
4: Uh, I'm with you on that. By the way, Kawhi's point prop is up to 30.5 tonight. He had 30 in the first half the other game. How about this? Luka to get a double-double is minus 148.
3: Well, I, yeah, I would think he would get a double-double. Just
4: a double-double. The triple-double is plus 335 tonight for
3: him. This is a, this is a tough one because if you bet the Clippers and they flame out, and They, you know, we've been calling them playoff chokers and quitters for the past year, to say, I can't believe I bet the Clippers. But this is, again, the spot where if you're going to play, I think a play to the side here, I feel like you got to play the Clips. Yeah. Now, I, it wouldn't be a big bet for me. Uh, that's for sure. It wouldn't be a big bet, but it would be Clips or pass. I, I, I'm leaning towards playing the Clips in this spot.
4: Yeah, that's exactly the way that I'm going to approach it. Either I, I don't bet the game at all, or I bet the Clippers and if I pass, maybe there's something in play where mm-hmm. the Clippers get out to a 14-point lead or something like that, come back with the Mavericks in play at that point. Um, but that game is going on tonight. You have, uh, can the Celtics keep it close against the Nets at
3: home? I think, uh, you know, again, this is game three, down 2-0. The crowd's going to be electric tonight in Boston because Kyrie Irving uh, stoked the Boston fans, right? And... Uh, if there's a game where the Celtics can uh, compete, I would think it would be this one tonight. And don't forget, they actually led at halftime in Game One. Yeah. But I think that had more to do with the Nets' uh, stars getting off to a slow start. Well, I want to know. I'm more intrigued about the overall pace
4: tonight. Yeah. Like, is this, and we'll ask uh, Er about this again coming up in about seven, eight minutes. But is it going to be closer to the Game One pace, where it had no chance to go over the total, or is it
3: going to be like Game Two, where it was just you know up and down the court? And that's what the Nets want. Because the Nets have too much firepower. Yeah. If it's an up-and-down up game, Boston can't compete uh, with the Celtics. I think the Boston's got to make it more of a defensive-oriented game like game one was, especially in the first half. And then the Celtics have a shot. Now, I'm not uh, I'm not inclined to bet this one tonight, but if there's a game where you think the Celtics are going to hang in and have a shot, it would be game three here.
4: I don't want to overreact, but watching the Bucks play against the Heat, like this version of the Bucks against the Nets in the next round, uh-huh assuming we get that here for a second. It's going to be a better series than I thought. Because originally I thought in seven games the Bucs are just not going to... They're, because they're going to go up and down the court, I feel, against the Nets, right? Now, the Bucs can play great defense. The Nets really don't play defense at all. And so maybe the Bucs can actually like neutralize them on offense a little bit. But they have so many guys that can kill you, and I don't know if the Bucs can keep up with that or not.
3: Well, the Bucs and Nets have played some spectacular games They really have. Uh, that, that's going to be an incredible series. This Milwaukee team is much better than it was a year ago. Yeah. Uh, obviously, a couple of key personnel changes, but I also think that with all the stuff that was going on uh, socially in Milwaukee last year, remember the protest and they almost didn't. the Bucks almost yep. uh, sat out some games. I don't think they were focused at all. I don't want to make excuses for the Bucks, but this team looks a lot mentally tougher than last year's team, and obviously, I think it's put together better as well.
4: I would agree with everything you just said, and the other game. Knicks playing on the road against the Hawks and the Hawks are now juiced up to a four and a half point favorite here and the total is two eleven and a half Uh, ER had a good point when he was onto this last week he said when this game goes to Atlanta when the series moves over here now the crowd is going to be filled with Knicks fans Hmm. so it's probably not going to be much of a home court at all for the Hawks I would say something to definitely keep your eye on tonight I just think the Hawks are a better
3: basketball I think the Hawks are slightly better as well. Let's uh, find out from Aaron Renning what he thinks because he's got a better NBA opinion than I do. Yeah, we'll run
4: all of this by him coming up next about that home court tonight. uh, What kind of pace are we going to see in the Celtics-Clippers game, uh, Celtics-Nets game, and is he backing the Clippers in this spot tonight? We'll ask him coming up next.
3: Oddstrader.com studio at Circuit Resort and Casino Oddstrader.com. Download the free Oddstrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need. Oddstrader.com.
4: More NBA here. Professional sports better Aaron Renning joins the program. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at ER Sports One. ER, good to talk to you as always. Nice job on the uh, Lakers Suns under last night. I know that you were on that with Matt uh, on My Guys in the Desert yesterday. Good job.
2: All right, great for uh, great to be with you guys this morning. Unfortunately, yes, uh, join you guys with the uh, <laughs> Heat uh, as well for full mm. disclosure. But, uh, yeah, i got to split out the night.
3: What was that last night? How do you explain what happened to the Heat in that horrible uh, performance?
2: Uh, that was disgusting. I, I mean, you know, the best I can say is, um, you know, the Heat just haven't had it really all season. And you expect them to turn it on at some point. And it's interesting. I mean, you take a team like the Heat, Boston tonight, you know, they play deep into the bubble. And they just really, those two teams have just never gotten their footing uh, consistently at all so far this year. I had heard rumors that there was some maybe dissension in the locker room surrounding Jimmy Butler. I don't know if that's true. Certainly, if you watched them play, they, they just didn't seem like a together team. I, I just, I, I don't, you guys are right. I mean, I, I don't remember a team just missing so many easy shots uh, in the NBA. I mean, you know, it, it looked like a, a, a preseason game with the, the scrubs essentially playing with the efficiency for Miami. So, you know, it, it, that concerned me. Usually a spot like that, I mean, I'll I'll go two or three units. Um but I, I did hold it to a one unit last night, just because had that in the back of my mind that uh, Miami was certainly capable of. It. But I, not that performance last night, but um, you know, not not pulling it off.
4: Yeah, it looked like a Wednesday night in January, is what I said earlier.
2: Yeah, it yeah. was it was awful.
4: Yep. Okay. And
2: yep. and uh, certainly uh, keep in mind, guys. It, it, it's I almost feel like betting the the Bucks here in Game Four, um, game. Uh, Teams down 0-3 do not have a good history in the NBA. Since two thousand twenty three and 50 straight up, 29-41 and 41 against the spread. So things look probably pretty bleak for Miami.
4: All right. yeah, Good knowledge there. Uh, what kind of game do you expect tonight? Game three back in Boston. Now Celtics taking on the Nets. First time they played a lower-scoring game. The second time it was up and down. Joe Harris was awesome in the first half. The Nets got whatever they wanted. And it was a higher scoring game. What, what do you think happens here tonight?
2: Yeah, again, uh, it's, you know the spot says Boston. I'm not betting it here. I'm not going to go uh, to the well here. Like I said, it just Boston has it just consistently have not been there. Obviously, Jalen Brown is not available. His loss really hurts this team. Uh, yeah, I, I've been surprised how well the Nets have played on defense. Certainly, game one uh, did not expect that kind of defensive effort, and even. Um, you know, in the last game, Jason Tatum, 21, 21 minutes, minus 28 plus minus ratio, nine points for Tatum. Uh, you know, the Nets have had a, if you watch him play, I mean, he's just running into a wall uh, pretty much anywhere he goes. I mean, essentially, you know, from the halftime of the first game to half, half time of the second game, the Nets outscored a 127 to 87 plus 40. And, you know, Boston playing guys like Jabari Parker, Langford. I mean, meaningful minutes. There's just nowhere for this team to go. Kemba Walker's questionable. You know, he probably is going to play, but not 100%. So uh, I'm just uh, – I can't get there with Boston.
4: Yeah, yeah, me neither. I really can't do it. How about the other game in the Eastern Conference now? And you you had a point when we talked to you last week, ER, and this was before the playoffs actually started – you said keep in mind that when this series shifts back to Atlanta, it's probably going to be peppered with a lot of Knicks fans in attendance. And now you have the Hawks laying four and a half here, and the series is tied at one.
2: I would think so. And, you know, certainly keep in mind with that, the Hawks have never had much of a home court mm-hmm. uh, fans uh, to begin with. So I'd say it's going to be 50 50, and I don't know if they will have that extra energy or momentum. Uh, I did not play this game. Uh, I probably don't have a lot of interest in this particular game. Uh, I will say this. Um, Atlanta, uh, the first game, had an eight-point lead after the first quarter, had a seven-point lead after the first quarter in game two, Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if that happens here uh, with Atlanta on the zigzag theory, but I thought Tibbs has done a really good job just mixing and matching and finding uh, the, the right players to kind of get back into the game, obviously, win game two. So, you know, perhaps in play, maybe you want to play Atlanta first quarter. Uh, however, which side you're looking at, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that trend continue here tonight.
3: Hey, do you bet many uh, player props in the NBA playoffs? Because obviously, I think it's more of a talking point for us on shows than uh, serious bettors actually hitting these props, but do you find many that you would play when you look at something like Trey Young, points 25 and a half? That's something the public, I think, would look to play over for sure. Do you play many of those?
2: I don't play any. Uh, and Quite honestly, I feel like maybe I should look at that a little bit in the playoffs. I mean, for me, you, know, you guys know I'm a fairly big better. Uh, to get a lot of volume down on a player prop uh, would be a lot of work. I don't know if it would really be worth my time, but with that said, anybody out there that's trying to build a bankroll, uh, et cetera, I would almost be exclusively betting player props because uh, there's certainly value uh, to be found in that. You know, certainly I wouldn't be betting NBA sides, maybe some totals, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if you're, if you're just new to this, uh, that's what I would be focusing on. And I think, guys, the, the, probably the best example you can get where you can find those situations. You know, Anthony Davis had that poor first game yep. against the Phoenix Suns. You yep. know that he's going to come back with a big game uh, in the second game. And, you know, the Lakers talked about it. We're going to feed him the ball early, et cetera. Uh, so that's, those are the things you can pick up on.
3: All right. Any value in the Clippers as two-point favorites down two games in Dallas? Tonight. Clippers minus two, total 219 and a half.
2: That's certainly the way I would lean. I did not bet it yet. I'm still uh, deciphering maybe how I'm going to play this if I'm going to bet this. Um, I did hear you guys earlier segment. I mean, it seems somewhat simple and, and, and to a degree, it's somewhat, you know, Kawhi Leonard's got to step up and basically say, you know what, I'm guarding him all game and I'm shutting him down. Uh, maybe, you know, you're never going to shut Luca uh, Luka down, but you know, at least, you know, you're arguably the best defender, uh, in the NBA. So we'll see if they make that sort of a adjustment here. But, you know, the biggest thing here with the Clippers is, um, you know, the, You wonder a little bit about the defensive chemistry. They've kind of pointed their fingers at each other a little bit. Rotations just haven't been good. Let's be honest, Dallas is probably not going to continue to shoot the three-point shot as well as they have. Um, So far in the series, uh, I believe Dallas is 35 of 70 from three-point land, 50%. I saw Portland shoot really well the first two games. Uh, That did not continue. They shot about 31% uh, last night. So. But I mean, that's it. I, I mean, the Mavericks so far, the first two games, uh, 130 offensive rating, 130 offensive rating. I've kind of questioned why the Clippers haven't been defensively uh, better defensively all season long. It really doesn't make sense because they have plus defenders, you know, really all, all over this roster. So, um, yes, uh, that I would think the Clippers would bounce back to some degree. I mean, they have to. And it's crazy. I mean, Tyrone Lou, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Well, they have to be better than fine. They have to be better than good. They have to be great
4: here the rest of the series. How about his comment after game two? Not concerned at all. <laughs> right.
2: Oh. Uh, yeah, it's it's something. I've never seen a guy more confident, uh, like I say, pre or post-game than uh, Tyrone Lou.
3: Amazing. Yeah, if Clips win tonight, he'll say, ah, I'm not concerned. Yeah, yeah. No, we're good. Yeah. Pl- plenty. Of- we can win four in a row. We've done it before.
4: Yeah, so ha- have you, do you have like anything right now in pocket for tonight or you're still going to wait and maybe just play it by year?
2: Um, yeah, again, the first two games, the Eastern Conference games, I doubt that I'm going to be involved. Yep. Um, still considering the Clippers uh, as far as if I would play that first quarter, first half game. But, you know, I think Dallas team total under or some sort with the total. I mean, the Clippers have just talked defense, defense, so we'll see if they can back that up here tonight.
3: How about on the weekend, uh, game four, Suns-Lakers. Um, you, you played the total under last night. Looks like uh, the total is going to be about the same place for Game Four, two eleven and a half. Lakers open six and a half point favorites. Anything you're looking at in that next game? Uh,
2: I'll be trying to make a case here for the Suns. Um, you know, you get a, an extra day here for Chris Paul. Said the shoulder was all right. I don't know. He was minus twenty, uh, plus minus. Uh, I mean, that is the some certainly the concern. If you watch the game last night, and I've talked about it uh, going back. Uh, When the Lakers play the style where they bully and get to the rim uh, last night, uh, basically shots at the rim, the Lakers 25 of 41, Phoenix 12 of 21. All these teams are in three-point contests. The Lakers won an NBA title by getting easy baskets, not allowing the opposition easy baskets. They outscored uh, Phoenix at the rim 50 to 24 last night. Crazy thing. Lakers are up two to one, uh, two to one, obviously. Uh, they've shot under 28% for the series from three point land. Yeah. So, there's certainly some room for improvement. You can see the defense now, they they're essentially playing the Steph Curry defense where they're throwing two guys at, at Booker every time down. He had a poor game. With that said, I, you know, the Phoenix Suns are very good for the regular season. You are going to get probably a good 7 points here um season on the line, so uh, I'll try to make a case here for, for Phoenix. We'll see if I get there by Sunday.
4: Very good. You can follow Aaron on Twitter. He's at ER Sports one and you're doing My Guys later on today, yeah? I'll be on there. I'll see if
2: maybe I have a, a couple totals uh, for the weekend on that uh, as well, waiting for some numbers to come
3: up
4: here this morning. Very good. We'll, we'll see you then, okay, Aaron? Thanks for the time. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, sounds good. Enjoy. Uh, have a good rest of the show, guys. Thank he you. will be hosting My Guys in the Desert today with uh, Danielle Alvari.
4: ER is hosting today. ER and uh, Danielle, yeah. Very, I'm going to t- go t- play golf. You're taking the day off, huh?
3: Taking the afternoon off. How about you? You got any big plans this afternoon?
4: No, I'm coming down here to Circo. Staying down here tonight, actually.
3: Oh, actually, uh, you're going to the hockey game yeah.
4: tonight, yeah. Yep. Game uh, seven uh-huh. in Vegas tonight. Up next, I want to run some betting handle numbers past Matt to get his reaction.